selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. This is a headgum podcast. Celebrity Book Club. Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club. No boys are allowed. Celebrity Book Club. Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, hey best, best friend. friend! Oh my god, Lily! Stephen Phillips Horse. Lily fucking Rod, I'm so excited to see you. I feel like it's been months since we last recorded. <laughs> no, I know. I, it, it always feels this way where it's like, we did this last week and I'm just like, but have I seen you? So much has happened just in terms of the world. And oh my god, yes. Sort of mask mandates coming down. I'm going to the gym now sans mask, and it's so liberating. Wait, really? It was so fab. And can I say this? Sorry not to brag, but literally my first day at the gym without a mask, I got recognized. Stop. Yes. By who? Just like a gay guy? I mean, yes, he was a gay guy. But, <laughs> yeah. no, but he, not, I, and I'm not no, dismissing that He was that a fan. And he, and he was like, he came up to me, he was just like, are you Steven? And I was like, he was like, well, first of all, he said this weird thing. He was like, I used to follow you online. And I was like, we used to. <laughs> no, people do that. Like, I had um, I feel like a girl he, come up to me at the Honey's Holiday Fair, um, not to name drop an, an amazing local business. <laughs> um, and she was like, oh, my God, you're so funny. Someone once showed me your Instagram. And then I never followed you. She told you she didn't follow you. Yeah, but that sh- it was funny when someone showed it to me. It's that's like huh. cool. he said that he was this big fan and he would show 
his friends all my videos with this whole story. I think maybe he was implying that he had like wasn't on social media anymore or something. Totally. I feel like anyway, it's very this bad. is no pity party here. No, I, I was super follow excited. Follow us or don't. Whatever. No, cool. literally, I don't Live care. Live your life. Unplug. Go to an ashram. <laughs> so anyway, it's been a crazy week, is I think what we're trying to say. But we should probably. Anyway, well, I'm well, so happy well, for you. Yes, I, thank you. And I'm happy that you got to hear that story. And I just think like <laughs> one of the reasons this week has been crazy is because we read a really psychotically. Um, Amazing, epic sauce cuckoo book. That is a saga of New York City. And I think really speaks to Northern our lives Northern California, Syracuse. Yeah. I mean, places that we all have real connections to. Also, it's an Italian-American book, and I am a proud, proud Italian-American. Yes, everyone knows that you are extremely (laughs) proud. Um, But we should introduce our guest. Yes. So uh, we decided to bring on someone for this very special episode who also um, intersects with a lot of these worlds that we're talking about. Fashion, PR, downtown New York City, etc. Ingenue, um, actress. Ingenue, actress, the 2000s, the 2010s, the 2020s. Vintage clothing. Um, getting beaten down. Pounds. Should it, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Applause for that. Okay. Yeah. She's coming out from behind the curtain, even though she's not supposed to yet because we haven't opened it. And her name is... Ladies and gentlemen... None other. Then, you know her from, from the podcast Red Scare. You know her from soon. You will know her from the HBO show Succession, which Steve and I famously fought about. And, I and now you have, have to eat your shit well, because I'm not. I'm still mm. not going to admit that I watch it. Well, you don't watch it. I, I literally don't watch it. And um, <laughs> I watch it. And anyway. now she can add director, filmmaker, writer to her resume. She has a very good urban horror flick called The Scary of Sixty First. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking, of, of course, about. Dasha Neskarova. Wait, I said oh that God. completely wrong. Said it totally Wait, fuck. Nekrasova. Ne- Sorry. It's I, okay. That's how I went silent because I was like, I know you told it to me, but it just left my brain. It's you think it's too foreign. Nekrasova. Do you think it's because I deliberated changing it when I was entering no. that entertainment industry? At, at Ellis Island when you entered the entertainment <laughs> Wait, industry. Wait, so you were gonna be so like <laughs> old Hollywood and like you know, like Cary Grant is actually like Carrie whatever, just like Shapiro. Carrie Shapovitz, yeah. No, you will not change yourself. Well, what were you going to change it to? Well, my parents also like softly disowned me in my mid-20s because I was such a loser, kind of late bloomer. And they were really disappointed in me. And I kind of wanted to change my name and spite them. And I was going to change it to Dasha Bogdanovich. And then when people would ask me if like Peter Bogdanovich was my dad or related to me, I would just say, I don't want to talk about my family. Sorry. Who is Peter Bogdanovich? Yeah, who? All I'm thinking is, is, I'm thinking of Rob Rob Blagojevich. I'm thinking of Blagojevich. More Chicago heads over here. Is he... Is he equally like mired in scandal, this person? No, he's a filmmaker. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so it was a oh, little more c- like, fuck you, mom and dad. Like, I'm actually like this, like. I'm the wayward child of like Jim Jarmusch or whatever. Is it that okay, category? Stephen. It's like <laughs> 70s. He's known for his work in the. In the 70s with, like, Sybil Shepard and stuff. Whatever. It doesn't oh, matter. Fabulous. I'm guessing he hasn't directed Cameron Diaz. Uh, not as, as far as I this know. This is why I don't know who he yeah. is. I became a Sybil head from the L word, and then I started watching this year her sitcom, Sybil. Oh, I haven't I haven't seen it. It's about her being an actress. You might should, relate. Really watch. Uh, and it's like all of her ex-husbands are, like, coming in and out, which is very— That's so fun. The author the, of our book. The, <laughs> so the book that we read this week yeah. that our guest has also— so read three times, three man. times <laughs> um, is 
by Kelly Catrone, PR maven, fashion publicist. Rock star. Reality Yogi. TV. You know her from the show Cal on Earth, which was eight episodes. <laughs> Mama Wolf. She was yes. also on um, The City for Also on The Hills. And The Hills. And her book is called If You Have to Cry, Go Outside and Other Things Your Mother (laughs) Never Told You. Which is basically the same title formation as the Barbara Corcoran Mm -hmm. book we read and Judge Judy's book, which we haven't done, which is If You're Pissing on My Leg, Don't Tell Me It's Raining. I like, like, the, I like the way that you sort of rephrase that. It's don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. <laughs> Wait, what did I say? You kind of made it present tense. Like, <laughs> it lives present in my, my mind. <laughs> I feel like you did the thing that like people are always accusing the New York Times of doing, like to like changing to present, <laughs> tense. changing to present tense to make Israel like not culpable for its crimes mm-hmm. or whatever. And, uh, when people start canceling people for grammar online, I'm like. Tapping out. You're, over here. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, sorry, sis, I'm not a grammarian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Dasha, will you tell us how many times you've read this book? Three times, which is not, I mean, it's a pretty short book. And the first time I read it was years ago. And then I was rereading it because I play a publicist on Succession, which Stephen doesn't watch, but you do. Um, and Iconic, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> But I was, you know, I was trying to do some like character work, kind of like. You say the show's months. iconic, or is iconic that she's on the show because she didn't make the show. No, I, iconic that she's on the show. Okay, true. But I also my commitment to yeah, no, inhabiting the, the, the Michael yes. So I was rereading it, and then I had been listening to your podcast, big fan, and so I texted Stephen and suggested that you talk about it. And then he invited me on. He said, get on, bitch. I said, let's fucking do this thing. And so then I read it again, like, last night this morning you know, to, to People prep. say, like, I've, I heard someone say once, like, you know, people make fun of people for rereading books, but they don't make fun of people for listening to the same song over and over again. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And I always kind of yeah. thought that was a little insane. But... I love that, you know. Well, because a song's three minutes long. Exactly. And a book is mad long. And a book is an insane commitment in the second I open and I'm like, oh. Life is finite. And I'm obsessed that this is the book that's your rereading book because I feel like most people are always like, oh, it's some old man in the sea or whatever. And I, and I read that <laughs> every most, like, year. middle school English class book. Like, um, you know, just like a random man. A, a classic. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I, I w- think I'm going to read this book every year. I would say it's a classic. Well, I think what's interesting, you were saying like you use it at different times of your life. One was when you wanted to like figure out what you were going to do with yourself. It was recommended to me and I actually had it in hardcover. Oh. And I took the book jacket off, so it had, like, a black hardbound with, like, gold, like, if you have to cry, go outside. Oh, where it's, like, <laughs> um, what's the word? Embossed. Inla- embossed, inlaid, yeah. Reverse embossed, whatever. Yeah, and I was just kind of at, like, a transitional period in my life. I had graduated college, like, four years ago, so I didn't really well, know what I was doing. And it makes sense. So she's a very, you know, she has an unorthodox road to stardom mm. and success. Oh, hell which yeah. Which she talks about every paragraph in this book. Yeah. And her whole thing is being like, yeah, sorry, I did everything backwards, <laughs> launched my own company, then had a controversial art opening, then became addicted to drugs, then had a baby, then got married. Yeah, sorry, sue me. I was like, I'm so obsessed with her because like every line, she's just like, um, yeah, sorry, I was living in the Lower East Side and I had to take tequila shots to even walk home because <laughs> I lived amongst we... punk rockers, Which... artists, junkies. So she moves to the East Village. Her tribe. Her, her, her tribe. Her, 
tribal council. Sorry. So, oh, okay. okay, wait. So she says this concept. She's like, you need to have a tribal council of elders, of like people who are your mentors, mm-hmm. who tell you what to do at all, who can, you can rely on them. Rely on in like in hard times. Your chosen you family. Call, chosen. Yes. So there's the tribal council, and then there's the. Well, there's the wolf pack, which is all the like girls who live in her live workspace. <laughs> her big Soho loft, where she's like, I still can't believe the elevator opens up into my live workspace. <laughs> <laughs> but then you watch the show Cal on Earth, and it's the most chaotically like she's so the opposite of Bethany. Bethany is like a psycho, and her business doesn't do anything, and like her office is empty and just has like four couches and like one guy. And like the Cal on Earth office is like, there's so much shit everywhere. It's like, there's so many it's like almost like a joke about a newspaper office from the 70s and just like every corner is crammed with papers and stickers and just like straight girls crying and you're like oh my god like it was, it's very stressful to watch yeah. bags and bags and bags and bags of so, stuff that the interns have to reorganize constantly the interns are really like a lot more uh they're more what's the word like hmm. well i think wasn't the show on kind <laughs> of in like the height of intern life you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there was, like, an intern's revolt that was like, I'm sorry, I true. will not intern nine hours a day. Like, that is... Okay. Internships go. What were yours? I worked at a contemporary art magazine called Extra. And <laughs> <laughs> when I moved to Los Angeles... You were an intern for an L.A. art magazine. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Called Extra. Wow. Yeah. And I had to climb up ladders to get like old back issues and stuff. And sometimes I would fantasize about like falling and getting hurt really bad. (laughs) (laughs) And and getting and getting workmen's comp getting work person's comp. It was unpaid, I mean. Wow. How many hours, yeah, how many hours were you clocking in at extra a day? Like I mean twenty a week. Okay. Like was this for college credit? No, this was post college. This was me trying to like post college. You took an unpaid internship. <laughs> I mean, I that, I was so lost. That's why I, I read <laughs> Kelly Gatton's book. I, I remember know what to do. I was offered an unpaid internship at Huffington Post after college, mm. and I turned it down because I said. I'm supposed to get a job. Someone said, like, get a job after college. Well, both these I can't not make things money. are very Kelly Catrone because you getting a job is very her Italian-American Syracuse parents being like, you go to nurse school and you make money. Like, we're not going to support you. But then she's also is always like, I'm a mama wolf. And, like, you need to find out what you want to do before you're 35. And, like, right. whether that's visiting a temple or... Conversing with LGBTQ people. <laughs> wait, wait, the part where I'm just, you remember the line? I forget now. When she was just like, she's talking about the kind of like interns whose applications she accepts or like will mm-hmm. be willing to read. How to write an email, which Barbara Corcoran also does in her book. They're very like women of a certain era who say that they're such like ballbusters and so like anti conformist, but actually want a very specific thing out of their mm-hmm. young, thin female applicants. Yes. And she's like, I don't care if you went to Harvard or Radcliffe or Poughkeepsie or whatever. Like, if you send me an email saying that you raised $735 because you were inspired by Mm. one of my (laughs) YouTube fashion shows and you raised that money for a women's battered shelter, then I will open that email and hire you. And it's like, wait, what? Well, I was watching a clip of her on just like Chelsea Lately or The Hills or one of the things. Mm -hmm. And she was like, "Uh 
I don't read resumes, which also feels very Bethany, she boss, just so kind of like, what are you bringing to mm-hmm. me? You know? But then very also like Bethany, she'd be like, but sometimes I will read a resume and I will call you <laughs> right. back on the phone and I will like ream out a girl in front of everyone else and like write Giving her a personal Giving good phone letter. is a big part of the Kelly Catroni show. She's obsessed with, I mean, what's funny, so this book was written in 2010. Yeah. Big 2010 vibes across the board. Which I want to get into in a bigger way. Okay. Mm-hmm. For um, sure. Mm-hmm. In terms of style mm-hmm. and restaurants and fashion brands that mm-hmm. she works with. Yeah. But she bemoans the loss of voice communication. And she's like, oh. I, I hate looking at this office of all these PR girls and everyone's click clacking away on their mm-hmm. laptop, sending emails. No one's picking up the phone. She also references, which is very 2010, she's like, and oh, everyone is just on their BlackBerry. It's such a BlackBerry book. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when I started working in politics, I had a BlackBerry. And I started working in politics in 2009, which was actually after I turned down the Huffington Post internship. Mm. Good for you. Thank you. Well, because I had applied to be the like business editor. Like I like went to the office to have this interview, and they were like, "Wait, sorry, you're 22. You're not the business you're not editor. the business editor. You don't know anything <laughs> about business. You just went to NYU and like majored in nothing. Like you can't be the business editor." But then Kelly Catrone at 23 was head of PR for Spin Magazine, so it's also like. Head of PR for Spin? For a magazine. For a magazine. It's like a magazine's already a magazine. So you're just trying to get articles about Spin written in what? I guess I I feel like you're more interfacing with other publicists, maybe, who want things written in Spin. Yeah, Yeah, it's more like, yes. But if you're PR for Spin, you're trying to get good press for Spin. Um, Fiona Apple's people are reaching out to her, and then, like, they're all meeting at, like, some weird lounge. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It was also a time though when there were just more jobs when you could just be yeah, when you could just be like yes. when she's like I was watching Kel on Earth and she was like, This is my friend, he's done the Q and A in the back of Vanity Fair for twenty five years when doing the Q and A in Vanity Fair was a job that you got paid for regularly and like that was it. Well, and yeah, like, that it's was yeah. in this clickbait economy. And this clickbait economy, I'm sorry, but that's a fucking freelancer. Post County paid $100 a no, month. No, it's very when people on Twitter, like, calculate how much Carrie would make now. They're like, uh, sorry, if Carrie is making, like, $2 per word, like, how does she afford her apartment? How does she get well, I mean, maybe as a, as a Carrie, a.k.a. someone who literally has a column and wears yeah. expensive clothes, mm-hmm. I will say that I have a secret copywriting job. So maybe Carrie was literally being a copyright the whole time when they never showed it. Um, would it be gauche? I know we're kind of past the subject, but I didn't get to say what my internship was. Oh, please. Oh, wait. No, no, please. Meant, no we're, we're still on the subject. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're still in this tangent. I interned for the Jerry Springer show. It's kind of my claim to fame in <sighs> life. So That's very cool. Yeah. And yeah. it was very, like, 12 hours a day, like, so Paid? many unpaid. It was like, oh, this is supposed to be 20 hours a week, but they didn't like allow me to leave till like the day was done. Right. And they filmed three shows a day. Three shows a day? So sometimes I what would What year like, was that? Oh, eight. Wow. I really, I feel like the Jerry Springer show, if we had it, if it was on TV now, we wouldn't have such a like contentious discourse and culture because we would all be blowing off steam watching stuff oh, like the Springer, Springer show exactly well that seemed like a much more healthy and vibrant way of like processing 
But the thing about the Stringer Show, though, it was, I mean, you the, were the such Scott a, Stringer Show. The Scott, the Scott Stringer Show, another, another one who's my former boss. Wait, that's yeah. so funny. I work for Scott Stringer. You work for Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer. Wow. No, I mean, it's, it's spirit spooky is present. Spirit. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but you, like, what you saw was a very exploitative economy. No, you, I would. You were finding these toothless people from Kentucky who were so sad and like obese and like fucking their sister or whatever. And then my job was to like take flown, them out. They would get flown to Chicago. It was the first time they'd ever been on a plane. First time they'd ever seen a city. And Lily would take them to like Outback Steakhouse. And they would be like, show them Chicago as like, the God and they damn, all, like this water is so cold. No, like this woman. So I would like, I was taking this woman who had like very like one sprig of hair for like a makeover in <laughs> Chicago. And it was like a revolving door. And she was being very just like, oh, I don't, I've never seen one of those. And just like, I had to like emotionally guide her through the revolving mall door. That wow. is so Yeah, because she was being very just like, that's a witch door. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it moving on its own? But then I was also like, and we'll move on, but it was very like seeing everyone was like, I then, you know, you have to take everyone out. And it was like, I was taking out this guy who was accused of shaking his baby so much that it gave the baby autism. Huh. And we went to go see Resident Listen, everyone Evil together. everyone with an autistic kid has a different theory how it got yeah, there. So, you no, know I, I mean? know. And I was like... Well, I could talk about Jerry Springer for... Yeah, we could go for, on about that. So, And you know, of course, I interned for CNN famously before Anderson Cooper was out. And we would make eye contact on the newsroom floor when we were both gay. Oof. And... We did the eye contact that gays do when it's like, he Dude. knows that I know that he is gay. You knew he was gay. Well, yeah. But it was rumored that he was gay at the time, but he wasn't out. We would both be gay walking at like the fastest pace. <laughs> Just like literally almost like running like that Olympic sport, like speed walking or whatever. Like that's what we were both doing. Is that doing. a sport? It's really a sport because it's like. The gay like it or something. Yeah. It's like your foot can't touch the ground or whatever at the same time. Or it's, there's some weird rule about it. But like we would literally be just like. <laughs> Making eye contact and, and like with our eyes alone, I would be like, I know you're going to be like. Ice coffee's rattling I, around. No, <laughs> clanging. Ice clanging away. Like, pa- like as I'm walking by, papers are flying off people's desks because I'm like, have like such an air speed behind me. Just like the full wind tunnel. And then like in our eyes alone, it would be him being like, I know that you know that I'm gay and you can't say anything. And there was like four wow. other silver foxes on his staff that were all his like top deputies. Mm. Oh. Also, psycho. Also, are we in his area right now? Hell's kitchen. We're in like middle aged. Yeah, we're in Silver Fox. Country. Yeah, Silver Fox. Was there ever a moment in the bathroom? No. Just, okay, it was just eyes locked. He probably, so was, I'm sure he used a different bathroom. Yeah. He wasn't using the like public facing intern right. used bathroom. Okay. Speaking of S- speaking- Anderson Cooper in the news, can we talk about how <laughs> Kelly Cutrone talks about how brave she was for putting on the Rachel Comey show on the one year anniversary of 9 <laughs> 11? <laughs> that was yeah. She killed Fashion Week that year. No, she was too scared. Everyone was so nervous mm-hmm. to put on a fashion show in the tents at Bryant Park, and she was like, "I'm sorry, New York has to come back to life. Yeah. We're doing Rachel. We need Comey. to give people beauty. <laughs> Hell yes. What we need after 9/11." Is Rachel fucking Comey. Oh, wait, also, because she loves councils, and I feel like she's like, and a bunch of us fashion insiders had a meeting right after 9-11 to discuss Mm -hmm. the fashion Mm -hmm. week. I have the passage right here. She goes, we wondered. 
where's the rule book for this? Are we allowed to do something so frivolous and shallow as a fashion show on the first anniversary of such a tragedy with so many people to be honored and so many families' feelings to be respected? But then she goes, I thought Fashion Week was a great way to bring beauty back into the world. So while my competitors backed off the fashion show time slots at the Bryant Park tents on September 11th, 2002, I made a deal with IMG, the company that produces Fashion Week, to take all three tents from my clients and produce an arduous load of six shows on the same day, among them as for Jeremy Scott, Alexandra Hershevitz, and Rachel Comey. That day being 9-11. That, that, 9-11? That's to be 9-11. And it's just like... 2002. 2002, Jeremy Scott. It's like long black t-shirts, big boots stomping down. And she's like, this is what this fucking city is about. Hell yeah. We won't cower. Beauty. I mean, the beauty of Rachel Comey. I didn't realize that Rachel Comey was around in 2001. I walked Rachel Comey also. You, we have, okay. We have a Rachel Comey model here. Excuse me. Forgot to put runway model in your bio. Pardon me. Sorry, but yeah, so. Wow. Did, wow, was not that... to one up you, but I've cleaned the Rachel Comey store. <laughs> so <laughs> pick your fighter. <laughs> oh wait, and I weirdly played like Glockenspiel at a weird art opening there. So, we so all club kids, write us what your connection to, is to the with... Comey store is. Celebrity book club. This episode is sponsored by Zocdoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. (laughs) There are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find Book, a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. (laughs) 
So much of this book, the show Cal on Earth, the city, the other reality show that she was on. Your internship. Your internship, my <laughs> internship at CNN, yeah. my internships, um, your internship took place in the late 2000s, early 2010s, sort of the purple magazine mm-hmm. heyday, end of the American apparel era. Like, this was a cheesy, cheesy time when, like, I mean, I lost my virginity after going to the Misshapes party. Like, this was the time of headbands. And this was she- the time of me going into an American apparel where my friends were to American apparel saying, no one's looking. And walking stuffing, out. Right. Stuffing Talk the about back, getting back. stuffed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you no. were walking out with like two fucking cargo bags. I went, full for of one merch. Christmas, I gave my sister and mom. Talk about moms getting stuffed. I was giving her American Apparel that Christmas. Mm-hmm. That it helped her out. <laughs> <laughs> Those thigh highs with the three stripes. Deep V's <laughs> to my dad. <laughs> But when she starts her new PR company on her like second career poster meth in LA, movie People's back to New Revolution. York, People's Revolution, that name. which is so like red, the charity, like in parentheses red, uh, which so by the way, red. my phone is a red phone, which still exists. By the way, you- well, she says, I named my company People's Revolution not because I'm a communist. <laughs> 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 A popular, miscon- a popular misconception. Yeah, everyone thinks she's a communist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but because I happen to believe that the world will change only when we change ourselves. And that starts with finding ourselves. And that starts with listening to ourselves. What? The idea that's... No, the world only changes when you do PR for Steve Madden. <laughs> it's like, what? It's so crazy. Because the companies that she represents are all these super... Che- they're all these, like, mid-market level brands. Like, she's not a communist, okay? She's, like, she's, she's like, not a communist. She's a publicist for Jeremy Scott, and she like is Jeremy changing Scott, the world. Sassen Bide. It's like anything that would be carried at Intermix. I feel like that's very the brand. The episode I watched, she was... It was, like, DEFCON 5. There were so many fires to put out because the genetic denim show was going up and they had a tree oh made out God. of denim. Oh my God. And it was just like in this random room and it's like, what is this brand? It's the most like 2009 to 2014 brand of like kind of loose denim that's actually founded like, by a straight guy. Like this was also such a like, like yes. diesel jeans It was diesel aftermath. Like, it was diesel jeans aftermath. They weren't even that whiskered though. They were just kind of like tight and like loose and like and they would kind of be influencery today. You know, long torsos were very in at that time. Yeah. Like, torsos have never been longer than 2010 when, like, Nikki Hilton would wear, like, a wife beater that was just, like, Well, yeah, because I feel like the long. hottest thing you could do was show that bit of skin. Did you ever do that? Where it's, like, the tank. It's hard to kind of, to our listeners. No, but even, that, like. That strip that's, like, right here. The, yeah. You have the tank top the laying. The midriff? Is that your No, because it's not, like, full oh, it's belly. Below midriff. You're showing just a little above crotch and a right. little below belly button. I'd also just like to point out that I did wear all black. Wait, like Kelly Catron? Yeah, I. Oh, my God. You're, just, oh, you're, currently, you're currently for, wearing all black. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like I an wore, idiot that I'm not in all black. Occur right now. Didn't even occur to me. I was like, what am I going to wear to the podcast? I was like, I'll wear all black. <laughs> of course. Because it's an event. Of course. And she makes all her girls wear all black at an event. And she only wears black. Always, always, Which always. Which she says is because she doesn't look good in color. Mm-hmm. 
But that can't be true. Well, she is also Gorgeous such Italian a Italian like, woman like Oh, her. a beautiful Italian woman. <laughs> the end also, but it gets so just like, it, the cannoli, all of a sudden it's just like, and the cannolis and the pepperonis and the cold cuts were flowing through. Like, it gets like so just like full mob wives where she's like, my father looks like a baked Branzino as he was dying. <laughs> Because <laughs> she's like not at all being that Italian ever. She's like not speaking with that accent. Which no, doesn't well, she care. really denounced it and kind of favored this like well, Hindu. She... Okay, wait. So this passage really is shit that I want to discuss, where she re- talks about being a mama wolf. It won't surprise you that when we order catering during Fashion Week <laughs> to sustain us through the long nights we spend in the office seating shows and putting out fires, Robin, Emily, and I always eat before the mid-level team, which eats before the assistants who aren't allowed to touch the food until the rest of us have taken what we want. (laughs) The senior team brings in the clients, after all, and the clients pay for the food. Like wolves, we share our kill with our children. Oh, my. I mean, that's very me at Springer because I would deliver (laughs) um, deep dish pizza and McDonald's to the guests and the producers. Sorry, would the producers eat first and then the the mid-level associate producers? No, it was more about me delivering food to all the, like, scary guests Mm. and I'd be delivering them, like, sacks of McDonald's, but then also the entire Entire staff also ate the McDonald's. No one was like salad for me. It was like McDonald's deep dish pizza, and yeah. I would deliver it. And then while running through the rooms, I would like take my deep dish slice and <laughs> secretly eat it. I'm, and I'm just really like, concerned about the BMI of the Springer staff. Well, oh, I mean, it was a hot staff. I was like horny for all of them. They were like hot, cheesy, cheesy, cheesy chicks. One of, so, I mean, CNN was all full of the cheesiest chicas. TV is a lot of like straight. Girls with knockers and like. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think because the guy who was the executive producer of Springer was like fully like the most disgusting Ron. Who's that famous porn star? Ron Jeremy. Jeremy. He looks like Ron Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, I actually lost 10 pounds working at Springer because I was running so much, which is very your theory calories in, calories out. Yes, I was eating McDonald's, but I was running around. Well, that's so true. Thank you. Calories in, calories out. (laughs) I mean, it's not so much a theory as it is just like how the body. Works, yeah. but like, yes, <laughs> it's true. Well, yeah, we let's like actually talk about PR girls for a second. Mm-hmm. Like, no, let's, let's cut the shit. Let's fucking let's cut, cut the yeah. shit as fucking Kelly Catron would do. Yeah. And I have insights into publicity because I play a publicist on well, Succession, one of the best. What are your insights? What are your insights? <laughs> okay, well, here's okay. Let me let, no, but let personal, me, but okay. So, oh, here's the thing. Sorry. <laughs> I, I would Caitlin, never. Sorry, our, <laughs> our publicist, and maybe bleep out her name or whatever because I feel like she doesn't want people to know that she's a publicist, mm. but she's incredibly talented. Fantastic. She's really good. And eventually, I do want to hire her as my publicist. I just have not yet. And I'm waiting for her, her memoir, mm. which obviously will happen. She's a maven. Yeah, she's a maven. It'll happen, and it'll be Kate on Earth. But what she does, though, which is, I think, what Kelly does when she's actually being a publicist is you are pitching press. You are calling up reporters that you have an existing relationship mm-hmm. and you are saying this person is interesting for X, Y, Z reasons and you need to write about them and you need to do it fucking now because they're hot shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that is a real job. That is a real skill set to have. It requires fucking balls of steel. It requires, like, shamelessness. And it requires a confidence. And you also kind of have to make a name around yourself, which she also does. So yes. that people, like, actually take your word to be legitimate. Well, then- that's a very, like, Kelly Catrone method of doing. Because lots of 
PR girls who I have met are very like demure and kind of like subdued and a little like maybe in their professional lives they are more ballsy, but they're not doing the Caitlin and thing those, are, you know, what, and those are the girls who are emailing and not calling. Mm-hmm. And okay, may but, I reveal that I am dating a publicist. You're dating a publicist. You're dating a publicist oh, yeah. for very publishing. Different. For, yeah, for it's, it's very different than Kellen Hurst. She's a publicist for books. There is also another breed of girl who is on the city a lot and is in this city, New York, a lot. Mm-hmm. Who is not a publicist? Who does not call reporters and pitch things? Who is basically a glorified door girl? And these girls have some power vis-a-vis events and they work at event planning Mm -hmm. but they like do not have you know seven brain cells to rub together other than the ability to just like use power when they have it yeah and like use it over people and hold an ipad out a door and like have a guest list or respond to guest lists whatever i just i think that that is a narrower slice and like with clickatron is weird about it but it's like her business is both event production and pr and that's, I feel like that's actually not really how it works usually. Yeah. I think it's a mix because. But, but if, like we if, know someone who does fashion production, who produces yeah. all of Echo's lot of shows. She's not also cold emailing the Vogue being like, oh. No, like, right. It's like separate. And I used to, I briefly dated the guy who does Telfar's shows. He's not sending a bag of like well, I, jeans well, to like some random okay, reporter and again, in Vancouver. Very different yeah. world. So like my girlfriend does like publicity for like comics, so she does Comic Con stuff. Oh wow! And so she's doing the cult. She whatever. She's on the phone with like Entertainment Tonight, being like Marvel, blah blah blah. But then she's also like raining in nerds at. Comic-Con being like... She's doing event work. Yeah, she's doing yeah, event work being yeah, like, yeah. no, you actually have to wait here before you, like, attack the Steven Universe, like, <laughs> whatever, head yeah. or something like that. So I think it depends. PR is amazing. It's, no, yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about before we get into segments is her amazing gallery show she puts on. In the early 90s, during the height of the culture wars. Uh, <laughs> what would that be like to be in a culture war? I'm desperately always trying to, like, reignite the culture wars. I feel like you are, too. Like, you you know, you... Well, we're in the culture you wars. Ha- we are, well, okay. currently. We're culture yeah. wars. In the 90s, like, conservative Republicans were, like, were, like, batting down the doors of, like, the mm-hmm. art galleries and, like, the museums. And, like, there was such an insane war and, like, gay it's people a different with AIDS, culture you know war, what I mean? But... Like, and Tipper Gore was like, I will not listen to this public enemy <laughs> CD podcast. <laughs> right. yeah. Like, Joe Lieberman <laughs> was just like, video games are destroying our community. And now we just, just like... have Meghan McCann being, like, my great, great father figure, Joe Lieberman, was an amazing friend of my late great father, <laughs> who I love, and I also love my gay hairstylist. Yes, <laughs> it's like the, the culture wars are much more narrow nowadays, and they're not on the grand scale. They're not as affecting as many people. Like they seem like pitched, but it's only because like everything is pitched because mm-hmm. we're on yeah. our fucking phones. Okay, we're so Kelly Catrone, she's whipping up a meal for her Warhol. Husband, her first husband, Ronnie Catrone, and she who was just a pop has, artist. I mentioned this art being so annoying. Has Ew, oh, I'm sure it's definitely so annoying, like pre-art bro and whatever that means. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he's like has a gallery in Hudson now. No offense to our producer who lives in Hudson. <laughs> Where any of our listeners live in Hudson. Um, so. 
It's totally a real vibrant community. Again, for the Elbert fans out there, the gallery show sounded so provocations. It was so provocations. So she did this show. Oh, she also was like, this is an example of her doing PR for herself, but it was like literally just for herself. She was yeah, like, it was for her firm. Completely. She was just like, so I decided to do a gallery show at a gallery in Soho, New York City. And I <laughs> the hired- biggest show of the year. <laughs> the biggest show of the year. It was the show to let, it was very also sex in the city. They're like, this is a vent we're all going to. She gets three couples to LGBTQ interracial races different genders different Mm. gets them to all make out naked in this gallery with the American flag waving (laughs) and she like you know, printed out the press release. It was 1992, so like back then you were faxing a press release to like Oprah the and dream. NY1 and whoever else. And she like Vogue. gets her name in the, in the New York Post the next day. She gets all this press. She like does get an NY1. 5,000 people come to the opening. They line up. They're streaming through Soho to get in yeah. to see this crazy show where naked people and she makes are going to be kissing. kissing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're kissing. Wait, she makes LGBT? Some, I think it's like a people? black couple, a gay couple, and like... it's You know what it is? It's also very the Christina Aguilera beautiful video. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was tiddling. Or mine. the yeah. Madonna a, American Life video. I imagine it very... Okay, but that was more like fuck Bush with like grenades and stuff. Yes. But they're naked. They're naked, which is shocking. And this was American flag. It was free. It was fucking the original You've got your browns, your whites, your blacks. Like, they're all kissing. They're all kissing and, like, everyone's shocked Mm -hmm. because there's nothing more shocking than an interracial kiss. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even sure if the kisses were interracial. There just may have been a black couple. Yeah. I I could say, no, she seems so interracial kiss. Well, did you... Okay, the video I sent you last night yeah. where she's she talking says, with the director of, like, genetic, genetic denim, denim. <laughs> about who they're going to cast in the genetic she denim She goes, show. I always want to be a tribal girl or something insane yeah, like she, that. She was like, these two girls are sisters. They look really sisters. Like, <laughs> they've got long hair. They've got, they're going to be wearing all black. It's tribal. And then Kelly Katrin's like, yeah, I always have wanted to do a tribal look my whole life. And it's like, like, we know, babe, you're like so You're currently in a sarong and and wearing henna. There's like 17 black and white photos of your... Also, her use of the word yoga is very loose. Completely. (laughs) She's like... At no point in the book does she mention doing yoga. (laughs) She doesn't actually do it. She's she's just just a yogi. She's a yogic person. And she's like, yeah, we were doing PR yoga. Yeah, me doing this event for the Red Hot Chili Peppers was basically like a yoga event. And you're like, do you actually know what yoga is? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yo- yoga is anything. For the fine like- young cannibals. Oh, she mentions the fine young cannibals nonstop. Okay. Yeah. You guys are music accounts. I, I, know, I don't know what that is. So you know, you know, if you, but I, I, you, I, you can get, get the vibe. Rock, rock and roll, rock and roll, red yeah. chili peppers. I mean, I get the idea. But yeah, so she does this show at the height of the culture wars, and it gets. <laughs> and I love saying the height of the culture wars. If you yeah. can't tell, and it gets her in the pages of the New York Post. One thing I thought was interesting about this, though, and kind of made me sad, was she had put on the show with her husband at the time, Ron. Yeah. Ronnie. Yeah. And she was like, it was this great like moment where the person who you're romantically partnered with is also your creative mm. partner, and mm. you have this like Collab. symbiosis and this yeah. gorgeous. Like, and I've never had that again. 
Didn't that make you so sad? I know. And she was like, that's what true love is. But then I do think not to be so whatever her teachings, it was like, I feel like her alternative family lifestyle where she's like, yeah, some nights maybe I'm working and my intern is taking a shower and my ex-husband is playing checkers with my current lover and they're teaching my daughter I mean, how to play checkers yeah, or whatever. She's, she's like, there was a male model on the couch and like he was like playing fake swords with my daughter and her husband and like his dad. Right. And- she's kind of being very lesbian about it, just being so like, all my exes are here and they're yeah. playing checkers. But, but there's a, there's a <laughs> sadness there. There's a sadness. Yes. No, it is sad because she's like, I know it's cool. I like don't need to like. She does a lot in the book do this thing where she's like, yeah, and maybe I don't need a partner. And yeah, maybe if I find someone who's like totally perfect and I'm falling (laughs) deeply in love with him and that would be great. But like, I don't have that. And that's fine. (laughs) And that's okay for me because I'm a mama wolf and I'm like doing my thing. No, I'm a she wolf. It is totally fine. If the perfect guy came along, he had a huge dick and he was my husband and he was really And he didn't mind that I have like my own career and I'm doing my own thing. Like, why would I want to like go to a movie at night or if a guy came home like, hey, do you want to go to dinner? Like, oh, yeah. Like, actually, I work till 2 a.m. and I sleep with my Blackberry. So, like, I don't need some guy to be like, hey, let's go to have dinner. have 2.5 children and blah, blah, blah. And when wash put, the sheets. When I'm putting out fires before the Steve Madden show, I don't need a husband texting me, pick up the kids. But if a man were there and were supporting me, maybe that would we be welcome. do a gallery show? Like, <sighs> yeah. Mama Wolf life, honestly. I, know. I mean, question for you guys. One, do you feel like you have a tribal council? Two, do you identify as a mama wolf? Or are you still more like warrior and not a mama wolf yet? If this is too personal, I'll leave the podcast. <laughs> I don't think I'm a mama wolf yet. I hope I'm not I'm... a mama wolf yet. <laughs> Last time I checked, I don't have any kids. I have like a yeah. I are mean, you... I love my I love my friends. I agree with tribal council. Do you feel like an obligation to like younger folk who like message you and ask for like advice or whatever? <laughs> the face you just made are this yeah, I'm guessing no. <laughs> when, from that yeah. face. <laughs> I'm very happy that I have an audience of young people because when I was young and like trying to find my way in the world I distinctly remember having this feeling of like wow there's like no women that I like admire or look up to or like can kind of like aspire to be like and so to have an audience that feels some kind of way So you weren't like DMing Lucy Liu at age 22 (laughs) being like you're an artist (laughs) or an actress or all of the above But you were reading this book many many times So actually I mean Well I thought yeah Not to age you you're not a mama wolf at all maybe I say you're a older sister wolf I'm an aspiring mama wolf (laughs) Okay For sure Yeah Older sister wolf That sounds even older than mama wolf It's so like great aunt Yeah Great aunt wolf I'm very happy to have had any kind of like influence in the lives of like young people whatever That's so fab Yeah It's beautiful But at the same time sometimes the requests you're like okay why don't you simmer down Well I'm not directly responding to requests (laughs) Like, I'm happy having an ambient. No, I'm happy to have the support, but like every time a DM comes Quiet through, noise. I'm not gonna like yeah. let someone live in my apartment. Right. You know. I mean, sometimes like I got a message the other day that was just like, I'm in Senegal and I'm persecuted for my sexuality, and I was like, that's a beautiful story. Yeah, but like, that's crazy. That's for, crazy. Sorry, for my bisexuality. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shout out to our Senegalese buys. 
segment booths. What does she eat? What does she wear? How does she live? Okay, what does she eat? What does she eat? Erwan. Yeah. Yes. Well, she mentions having that spiritual moment outside of Erwan. I'm outside of a health food store in LA called Erwan. She's definitely eating health foods. She's taking a lot of supplements. Tons of kale salads. I mean, she's obsessed with being an office chica, which means eating quickly, Bowls. running around, mm. sending an intern to get your coffee. DoorDash. Bowl, yeah, all she's very pre-DoorDash. I feel like she's so bike messenger in this very 09 way. But Lily, do you feel like she ever does kind of like a spaghetti, like Look, Italian I think when dinner? She's, I think when she's in Syracuse with family, she is like, I'm not going to hold back. Like, I'm not going to be rude. Like, I think I'm going to eat, eat the chicken parm. Hmm. She never cooks. Whatever her daughter. No. She's so Bethany. I think her and Bethany are both being like, what do you want, honey? Like, and they're on Gold Belly, like getting mm-hmm. like it the is Gold Belly. I think I think she's she's and then baking it at home. Yeah. Yes. I think she's stirred in Annie's once, maybe. Yeah. And um, it was the gluten free Annie's. But I think when right when she's in Syracuse, she's like because now she's like close to their parents. I feel like she's like and when the pepperonis and the cannolis come, she'll do one day of like the big parm. Yeah. And the cannolis. But when she goes back to the city. Forget about it. It's sweet green all the way. Yeah. I mean, I think she's going to a dinner at Carbone. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I feel like also it could be she's ordering. She's like, in her twenties. Sure. She's not eating. Yeah, no. She's really coveting the one hundred and twelve pounds. I'm an ingenue. I'm a girl. She talks town. about how she was like so thin and small and chic and yeah. hot in her twenties. I'd love to oh, see. Oh wait, a photo. hold on. Die. She says. Uh, she find it. She goes hard. on her whole fucking rant about the Union Square Farmers Market. Like she's the only person who's ever been there. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, uh, yeah, grocery stores be gone. Anyway, I think she's fucking. Random and she's not eating, doesn't care she's about food, vegetarian. Just never and she, cooking. Yes, and never cooking. She's she's buying, she's at Union Square Farmer's Market. She eats to live. She doesn't live she, to eat. Exactly. She's buying apples. She's getting like a gluten-free apple crumb thing for Ava and giving it to her. And everybody and, like, this is delicious. This is awful. Take it away from me. Yes. Because mm-hmm. she's like, oh, and they have those sick turkeys in cages. Oh, and we're supposed to fucking celebrate Wait, wasn't there, Thanksgiving. Was there, was she book? doesn't do any vegan signaling so that no, you know no, she's yes. eating like whatever wait yeah was it not was it another book where she was like go online and look up what they do to chickens or something that wasn't this book okay sorry listen a lot of these ladies are these running ladies, together in yeah. my head <laughs> okay but I think the interns, right, are whipping up the Annie's for Ava and they're ordering and then she brags about going to the farmer's market but I'm sure it's you know, once she also month. like does something once and then says it's a lifestyle. Like she yeah. she will go and be like, everyone should go. It's amazing. There's vegetables everywhere. She gave muffins to homeless people once. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like her whole right. And then she then she's just like, and I'd often be found <laughs> through Tompkins Square Park handing out muffins to the homeless folk. Uh-huh. There they go. There she goes again, the muffin lady. Mm-hmm. It's like bitch that happened once. I also am sure she's fucking going to that Whole Foods on Houston. I do not believe that, like, every single day she's at that Union Square Farmer's Market. Certainly of course. not. Listen, I was there the other day. I bought she's ribs. So busy. I didn't see her Yeah, ass. busy. She's doing the buffet. She's getting a, you know. Yeah. Okay. What does she wear? Obviously. Black tees. All black. All black. Dasha's outfit. Black only. But she's also into, like, very forgiving things. Tunics. She's very into Indian and yoga garb. Sarongs. 
big like ponchos and tunics. And I mean, when she's pregnant, she has the whole section where she's like, my friend told me to go buy like. I couldn't wear like. I couldn't wear maternity clothes. Oh, and yeah, she buys like these awesome feel... sauce tunics. Or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. From like an ashram. <laughs> she buys like, yeah, like ashram gear or whatever. Yeah. And I guess and, and not to be luxist or whatever, uh-huh. but <laughs> yeah, totally. I do feel like on the show, like she is mad greasy. Well, yeah. Her thing is well, her thing is not wearing makeup because she's honest. And other PR people, and busy. And busy. She's honest and busy and she's honest about how busy she is. But she could wear a little more makeup. Not even like, I just other like PR people are the hair. I don't know. Okay, but her whole thing about but PR is But she also is said that, like the first question in the little like Q&A portion of the book is like do you brush your hair? And she's like, I brush it once, and then I get to work, and I, whatever. Like, I put it in a ponytail, or maybe I don't, and it's like, but always, 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 it looks so stringy and greasy. Yeah, and like, I don't know. stringy. We also must, I, I mean, mean, she is I also would, a rocker. I would, But like, at some point in the book, she alludes to wearing wigs. Yes! At the height of the culture wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and why not was, wigs? She was wearing wigs all the time. And at that opening, she was wearing a wig. Why not a wig then? On the, when she's well, because I think she found. Then be, why ha, every time we see her, she, she has to be so greasy? Okay, because she had not yet decided that part of her brand was being honest. Because mm. her whole thing about PR is she calls people on the phone and she's like, "Listen, I'm going to level you with you. Oh, this yeah, album's t- not good, but this rocker's someone you want to write about. He's going to be the next biggest thing. Like she is the only honest PR woman in all of New York. Right, all and of so New York City. In order. Ooh. To make that brand consistent, she has to, on her reality show, not wear makeup and have greasy hair. Well, she says, so there's a chapter about building your brand. And in it, she says, I describe my brand today as renegade, strategically kooky, ballsy, bohemian, intuitive, ruthless, and loving. Hmm. So those are the adjectives that she's using. I mean, she's being really positive towards herself. She's not using oily. Oily. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess, no, and I should, you know, commend her. Hagger. Right, I think like Amish. She says Amish witch at some point in the book. Oh, she, she constantly says... Women, they're either witches or cunts. All throughout history, all they know how to do is say that we're witches or cunts. And any other country, if you were black, you're a witch or a cunt. Not New York City, baby. Like, it's always witches and cunts. Oh, and she, like, takes her daughter to Salem every year because she loves... So epic. She loves that they say that, yeah, witch actually means woman in total control of herself. Oh yes! She wants to impart that lesson onto her daughter. Uh, mm-hmm. I do, because Ava is what in Kellner Seven. So I want to know what Ava's up to. Her daughter. Ava has a aspiring modeling career from looking at her. Oh. I follow Kelly on Instagram. Okay, okay. so it's kind and of a Lisa Rinna's so daughter vibe. Now that Ava's like coming of age, mm-hmm. she's really like angling for her to be. Can a model I ask or what the tit situation is? Of Ava? Yeah. I don't know. I think normal, like not. Okay. I don't know. No, she's not incredibly busty. Well, that's good if she wants to be a model. No, well, I was going to yeah. say because I, mean, I was like, not... she's Italiana, so I actually was thinking that she might actually was be, be a little bustier. Racked um, and stacked. She's 19. She did a photo shoot for Vogue recently. And I she don't... looks oh. so beautiful. I'm not seeing that. I mean, it's just hard. It's. Talent's not transmittable. No. 
Well, I mean, it's not like Kelly Catron was a model, so I don't know why the daughter. No, but would even be. with like Kate Moss's daughter, you know, it's like we're like all like entertaining and being like, haha, yeah, like open mew mew, and you're like, mm, and she like, has. Well, but what, wait, what do we think of she's Kaya Gerber? She's zero. I think Kaya Gerber's Charmless. horrible, charmless. None of the. I said this on Twitter the other day. And I'll repeat myself. Sure. None of the new girls have an ounce of compelling attitude at all Mm -mm. they don't do anything and when you look at the way that models used to pose and you look at these old pictures of Janice Dickinson she was like having fun and being crazy and making different expressions and moving her body in different ways and I'm sorry, yeah. Kaya, Bella, Gigi, Kendall, this girl, she, Lila this Moss. Is, no, like, okay, sorry, still. they're all Kelly Cushrod's daughter looks like a slightly hotter than this viral makeup artist that we love, Michaela. <laughs> the Boston base. The Boston base, like Mua. Yeah. Like, she's just like a less crazy looking Michaela. No, she looks like a Pittsburgh based Mua. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it. <laughs> She's got interesting enough features. It's that but... thing where it's like your mom's in fashion. I don't know. It's like I want her to. I mean, she's 19. She needs to obviously go on her journey. But of I course. think these girls who stop being models, and you know that I'm very open about my issue with Ella Amoff. I'm just kind of just mm-hmm. like, if your mom is famous, you should be like, think that that's not cool. Like, you should be like, yeah, it's fucking embarrassing that my mom's, like, famous. Like, I'm actually interested yeah. in other stuff. You should not be, like, courting media attention. Like, that's horrifying. No, Sorry. She, no that's not. She that's should, not punk. Yeah, no, she should not. be, like, in, I mean. Kelly Catron should know better. At least. Right, if she claims like, to be so, at least her daughter. At least right. fucking Willow Smith. And she, and she says she's such a punk who wears all black and, like, dated that punk guy in Syracuse or whatever and, like, oh, loves yeah. the Ramones and loves <laughs> Fanny. What's they called? The dead. What are, what, dead the, Kennedys. No, 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 no. <laughs> Good no, no, no. The Full Metal Jackets. What were you guys saying? That band? Fine Young Cannibals. Fine Young Cannibals. Yeah. She was a publicist for them. For them. Whatever. Life. She thinks she's so cool to be punk and yet she's letting her daughter, like, cash in on her. Like, she should know better. Be this celebrity, be Absolutely. a model. Right, yeah. it's like, that's not punk. No. She should be, I don't know, more like her conservative Italian father who's just being so like, you're moving to New York City, here's a $2,000 check and you don't ever ask me for anything else, you yeah. know? And it's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, because it's like, I lessons, see this lessons, girl. hard lessons. Teach the daughter lessons. Please. Where are yeah. the lessons? Please teach yeah, this girl yeah, yeah. a lesson. Okay. How does she live? I don't know. Fucking, again, messy I mean, can boots. We, can I we live- just say it? One, two, three. Buddha. Buddha. Like, she's so Buddha. She's, yeah. She's so pe- much more Buddha. It's like we've said Buddha, 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 but it's like every other page of this book is Well, Buddha. okay, do you think she lives in L.A. or New York truly? I know she's bicoastal, truly but like— I truly think she lives in New York. I kind I of dis- feeling yeah, L.A. I, 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 I think Dash is right. I, I don't—I think that she's L.A. now. I think at a I certain point— I think she likes the, like, spaciousness and the Erewhon and the, like, she's—because people in New York would call her on her bullshit too much, so she has to be in L.A. She was, like, working as PR for, like, Michael Jackson or something in the early 90s. She's only come down the ladder— since the 90s. So at a certain point, you can't be still living in New York and have, like, used to represent Steve Madden 10 years ago. It's kind of just like, but in L.A., no one's going to judge you for that, and it's fine. You don't feel the need to be, like, as with it and contemporary. I mean, and so she, the Hills is L.A. Right, I think you the guys— city's New York, but I feel like she just has more cachet. People's Revolution— It's the most as LA a brand, name. Yes, it's so high. —has more, like, Los Angeles cachet. Because L.A. is more Buddha. You guys are fully right, and I'm going to mm. rescind what I said, and I think when I'm Vocab just, to the boots. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's like she's so L.A., and it's like you guys are so right, and just every second 
she can in L.A., she references, like, living on Avenue C. Yes. Yes. Speaking of vocab, Kelly Catron was the first person who, in my initial reading of her book, was the first person I ever heard use the word uh, buku. Wait, when what does buku oh, oh, mean? In oh. the 30s sorry. list, sorry, sorry, sorry. she says, no, no, when no. you're in your 30s, you're making buku no. money? Bo- boku. Boku. You're the French word. It means a lot in French. <laughs> She Wait, says, but buku sounds like also something. And I, and I do like buku. Like, it's buku money tonight. She, yeah. I've been saying buku. <laughs> for... You've been saying buku your whole Are you life? at a restaurant? You're like, yeah. yes, buku to money, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Are we drinking buku tonight? You get that, that? I learned that from Kelly Catron, and I've been saying buku. And <laughs> the boku? check clears. You're like, oh, we I'm like, buku, buku tonight. I'm like, oh my God, I'm making buku money? Ooh. Okay, but buku, got it. Real okay. buku hours, who up? Bo- Boku. I guess. <laughs> Buku. Buku. Her vibe, I guess. Okay, the other just only reason mm-hmm. I will defend my answer why I say New York is because. You already I, rescinded. I did rescind, but bitch. I'm also seeing her in Poughkeepsie and COVID vote mask. Yeah. Oh, she's definitely wearing a vote mask in Hudson. No question. She had a vote mask and then she threw it and it's like a landfill and now we are like we all have to use no she gave it to a homeless person in Tompkins Square Park she handed out vote masks there she bought a bus she went to rbg.com ordered a pack of 12 and started just giving them out to homeless people okay Okay, who are you in the book guest of honor Dasha I mean, so you're studying to be Kelly Catron? Yeah, but you I, are Kelly Catron. No, but you're my, 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 because my character is not Kelly Catron. She's not like a high power publicist. She's a she's very, a she's assistant. like a middling assistant. I'm she's literally an iPad an girl. Oh, okay. Um, but also, I think I'm the intern who wrote the blog post. Oh my like, god, detailing. that gets her fired. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the I'm the intern who wrote the blog post about how terrible it was to work for People's Revolution. That then Kelly Catron called on the phone and said, "You signed an NDA. I'm gonna sue you to shit." You violated the yes, NDA. Bitch. I'm the bitch who violated the NDA. Yeah, that's I, I, I see love that. For that. You. Yeah. No, I mean because you're known for your mouth. <laughs> That controversial bitch. She'll let anything fall out of those lips. Exactly. <laughs> and your blog yeah. gets so famous. It gets so many hits. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so blogger. You, I'm you, so like, you wake I'm going to spill the tea about my time with Kelly. Like, I'm... Well, well, about your incredibly low-level interactions with her. Exactly. I'm like, I met... I, I saw Kelly today. She fell down in her Prada boots. Like, I'm... Yeah, that's... Definitely. Your friend is leaving Wasteland. Hey, Dasha, have you seen the blogs? <laughs> You're blowing up. You're, blowing You're like, up. wait, I'm just waking up. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Open that, like, huge, like, then I get I'm the call. <laughs> then I get the call. And Kelly's like, I'm going to sue you and your whole family. And I'm like, oh, my God, I better take it down real quick. Like, I love what she says. I'm going to sue your whole family. Mm-hmm. That's Italian. No, that is how she. All of a sudden, at the end of the book, it gets like full of mob wives. She's like, "That's Italian, and that's Italian, <laughs> and that's Italian." You're like, "Okay, Paisan." Um, Stephen, you am I one of the interracial couples not, who's like making out in the gallery and the, no, the height you're of the culture a gay wars? intern. Okay, <laughs> I think you're, he's a general gay intern. I, yeah. Stephen, I think you're the gay 
oh, person wait, who, who becomes she makes, her partner. Who becomes her partner. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Who then she sells the company to. Yes. Yes, Ken or whatever. Yeah. Mikhail. Like, mix something. I'm so buying the company. I would. She would be like, I'm sorry, I'm super stressed. Will you buy this for me for $45,000? And you're I'd like, be like, oh, let me look at my wallet. Actually, I have $45,000 spare in cash. <laughs> 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 I can actually do that today. Weird. Okay, but yeah. I am that gay. And I, I also picture that gay, like, so this is partly because I'm watching Bethany's show, but there's a gay on Bethany's show who I unfortunately identify with who has, like, the most just, like, uh, you know, shaped eyebrows and, like, is wearing, like, so, like, wearing, like, makeup for men in that way that, like, make men yes. now do where they're wearing, like, just enough concealer that no, you No, it's like notice. a spread-on concealer. Um, I mean— And he writes Bethany this really obsequious letter because she fires him, and then he's just like, I— admire you and I love you so much and I think you're an incredible entrepreneur and I want the chance to work for you again and she rehires him. You are that but you're also what you said. You Kelly Catrone is working door, one of her girls are working door and you are you who gets like into the exclusive random Mercer party for Steve Madden. Weinberg and Associates. Weinberg. I'd been craving a partner who could have lent professional support and fetched with me over the insane people and situations that fill my day. Jason was Jewish, gay, charming, and dashing. And what we lacked in knowledge being more than made up for an attitude. The way that that's the way that so many straight girls have described me as (laughs) Jewish and dashing. Ironically, even though it was called... Are you Jewish? I was was called anti-Semitic to by someone who was trying to cancel Ooh. me. In However, the same post? By this person. The ageist? I'll, I'll okay, tell we'll you talk the full story later. But most people think I'm Jewish, yep, including most of my close friends. I don't. Oh. But I would say thank you, but that would sound anti-Semitic. Yeah. <laughs> but I grew up in That's a Jewish... In now, though, so. I grew up in a Jewish neighborhood. I was very familiar with Jewish culture growing up. But I could... I, I would imagine that a Kelly Catrone-like person would mm-hmm. just be like... Oh, another gay Jew who I can. Great, get you're right. Get him, get him, get him. Yeah, yeah. He's got a little like leather bound folio with. Well, here's the thing: it. you have a satchel, and she, you know, she okay, yes, takes no satchel. shit, and she talks crazy, and that's the thing. It's like, and you don't mind talking crazy to her. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. thing. You go mm-hmm. in. I can give it. I can dish it like I can take it. Yeah. Who am I in the book? Who are you? Um. Okay, I'll say it. It's not in the I book. I mean, let's just say she doesn't like know. Oh wait, she like doesn't know any lesbians. But she references she references like one. that one lesbian couple who she thinks is her competition to get into a private yes, school. a private school. She's like, and that's your worst enemy, an interracial lesbian couple for yep. a private school. Who I I don't I don't think I am. I think my former cleaning company that I used to work for, I think they're sending me to Kelly Catrone's People's Revolution Loft Office. And she's saying, very nervous about price. Do details. Do this. I'm going once. And Kelly Catrone is complaining about me so, so much. And she's like, this person was disgusting. Um, they missed the bathroom. They missed the corner. And then she's still rehiring you. Yes. And I'm going back. And, and I have to. And they're like, and I'm going back randomly for free to clean my mistakes. Yes. And then maybe a third time. And then, but then she's done. But then Kelly is taking you to, like, the muffin place mm-hmm. or whatever. Maybe she's gotten me she's a muffin. She's giving you a muffin. Yeah. She's like, yeah. my homeless she's maid. Like, here you go. <laughs> Here, yeah. Here's your muffin. And this is your lesson. And you're going to conquer the world <laughs> and become a right she-wolf. You kind of email and you're not really cut out for this, but I see something else in you. Well, I think we nailed it. Yeah. Y'all, 
I give this a freaking 10 out of 10. I'm obsessed with this I, no, book. I mean, really? as, yeah. as our yeah. guest has noted, it's the kind of book you can read three, maybe even four times. <laughs> Just revisit it over and over over the course of your life and like pay attention to the advice that Callie has to give you because it's taken me really far. <laughs> yeah, like, I, no, I sorry, you're right. literally on succession. Uh, listen, and Ultimately, you're on succession. Like, and I, I do mm-hmm. think, you know, one of her main things is like, go do that thing you think you might want to do. Like, I feel like she has some. Th- I feel like she has some cutoff. She's like until you're like 35 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, and I, yeah, that's true. It's really a book for people like in their 20s, early 30s. 20s, early like, 30s are lost, and that's when I read it. And look at me now. That's so. very much the age of us and the age of our listeners. And I think that like pick it up. If you have mm-hmm. any even scant idea in your head of like, oh, I want to record a reggae album in Vancouver. <laughs> I want to marry like a muscly Greek guy. I want to be in a throuple. Sao Paulo like do those things now and figure out if you like them or not because she says the more you find out actually that that thing doesn't work for you then then the closer you get to the thing that doesn't want it's like great so you actually don't like fixing muscle cars now you know you're not going to wonder till you're 80 Yeah. yeah wow okay well go to Sao Paulo as Megan McCain says buy the ticket take the ride Hell yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> Horns up, Megan. I would like to thank our guests so much for joining oh us. Oh my God. Thank, thank you, you so much thank for coming. You. I'm so happy to be here. I love the pod. It's really the only pod I listen to. <laughs> well, okay, huge. Wow. Do you I not mean, even listen to your own? No. Yeah, same. I don't, I don't listen to my pod either. My boyfriend's from Boston, so there's like something <gasps> for everyone. Oh, cra- oh wait. Get out of does town. He, Get does out. He no, sir. Hmm? Does he listen? Yeah, yeah. We, I listen to it with my boyfriend when we, like, drive places. <gasps> Wait, that's so hot when your boyfriend has a car. Yeah, <laughs> and drives. And we just listen to it, and we laugh a lot, and we have a good time, yeah. That's so cute. Okay, that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> a couple where one person's from Boston, and they listen Wait, no, that to actually, a pod. Wait, no, that Because I'm LGBT-friendly, he's from Boston. <laughs> and, and, like, so, and he's like, very really... LGBT-unfriendly. As hey, can I actually be. get your contact info? I would love to put you in a gallery show I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen to us or whatever. Um, leave a review at CBC The Pod. Yes. Thank you so much, Dasha. Thank you listen, so much, Dasha. Listen to Red listen Scare. To Red watch Scare. Her leave a review succession. for Red Scare. Leave a review for Succession on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, get those HBO Max subscriptions fired up, bitches. Mm, Hell yeah. I'll be doing this. Renew now. Um, and we will see you next, next week. Next week. Uh, and our next book is, is Ellen DeGeneres' ooh, book, book on, on design. design. It's called Design or something. It's called Design or we'll something. We'll fill you in later. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you'll get, you get the idea. Um, thank you so much. We love you. We love you. Best. Best. Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prologue Projects and HeadGum. The show is produced by Meg Mernane, my warrior, and my sister. With editorial support from Leon Nafok, my ex-husband, Andrew Parsons, and Madeline Kaplan. Our production manager is Persia Verlin. Engineering by Ferris Manchi. I don't work with him anymore. Um, original theme song by Stephen Phillips Horse. He's such a fucking rock star. Artwork by Teddy Blanks at Chips NY. Follow us on Twitter at CBC the Pod. 
Pod. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review and don't forget to tell your friends about us. That was a HeadGum Podcast. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.